Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles <laughs> Morning Edition. I am Ron Kolick, and I am alive, I think. I think. You never know. Uh, and with me, of course, is the Professor Lou Blasi. Oh, so we can talk about um, Ghostbusters the Afterlife now. because I, You did I see watched it. it. Yeah. What's your shot? What's your thoughts? I loved it. I, I thought it was exactly it was exactly what I wanted it to be, and it was exactly what it should be. See my car in it? No, I'm not sure. Yep, it was there. What car? The green Buick. I mean, a green uh, Outback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's what they yeah. drove in first. That's what yeah, they had. They know. Yeah. They know. They know. They take the top ghost hunter and they want to get him into the film. It was so tough to do, though, because they honored the old movie really well and they kept the storyline, but they created their own storyline and their own characters. And it, it's not going to win an Oscar for anything, but no. it was enjoyable. Pretty much till the end, it got a little bit sappy. There was a little bit too long on the end, the very end, in the tribute to uh, Egon. Bit. Just a little. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying bit, it was yeah. nice, but it he, just they just carried. The hug was too long, as my uh, oh. wife used to say. Oh, I understand. I guess Jan's, I, Jan's I, a big hugger, right? So yeah. pe people like you hug too long. <laughs> she never lets go. That's the problem. I understand that <laughs> argument. It didn't wasn't it wasn't that way for me, but I understand that argument. Yeah. Okay. That's. I'm just saying. That's my own personal. And they opinion. did such a great job with everything with Egon. Yeah. At the end, it was like perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. So, so it's again. It, and I like these types of movies that are basically Pringles of movies, right? There's, there's nothing substantial going Pringles on here. Pringles of movies. You got to define what the hell that means. Well, like you're eating Pringles. You're not going for the T-bone, right? Okay. Now I got it. You know what I mean? It's I just it. like okay. it's just enjoyable. It's garbage. Oh, it's not garbage, but it's it's not the greatest thing in the world, but <laughs> exactly. it's enjoyable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like your Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, <laughs> I knew that would just. <laughs> Did I tell you my son's pitching yes. me? He wants to do a podcast with Nicolas Cage, Cage movies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but those are those vary. There's some good Nicolas Cage movies. There are some legitimately good ones. And there are some that are so bad that they're entertaining. Ghost Rider, which might be the worst movie ever made, except for Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> Ghost Rider is a yeah, horrible they movie. They made a second one. <laughs> Ghost Rider is such a horrible movie, but it's fun. It's so horrible. It's fun. I love Ghost Rider. Okay. Peter Falk is in Ghost Rider. Okay. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can say. So I got a pet peeve here. So okay. like, you know what? They had, people put up stuff in my newsfeed. My newsfeed. I mean, not not my page, but the newsfeed. Those bastards. So it's on my newsfeed. So I share it, and then uh, it's up there for a while, and then I get this. When this happened, uh, content isn't available right now. When this happened, usually because the owner of it uh, only shared it with a small group of oh, people. Yeah. Yep. Changed uh, who could see it or deleted it. So right. basically, they said, You don't count. I don't want you to see this. No, 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 no not no. you. They yeah, don't want you? me to see it. 
you saw it. That's why you shared it. So you were in that select group they shared it to. So what's the problem? They don't want you sharing it to everybody. Why not? It's not like it's a well, personal no, it's, thing. It's a freaking cartoon, which well, they probably stole from someone, by the way. What, what was the post about, though? I can't remember. They took it down. Oh. <laughs> it Listen. Was, probably about a woman. <laughs> well, yes, which would be smart on their part, by the way. But, Just share it with the people who would appreciate it. Not that people would get you in trouble. I appreciate it. It's the same thing with politics, too. Sometimes you just want to share a joke, but you don't want to open a debate. Yeah, but there's no debate. Nobody comments on my page. They can't do it. I won't allow it. Yeah, but what happens is if it goes viral and your boss sees it and, you know, oh, my God, he's oh, an, he's an anti-vaxxer. Right. Okay. Yeah. What the hell is that? What? That you get, excuse me, you get persecuted for things you say or believe. It has nothing to do with your job. Well. No, I mean, well. You know how things are. What the hell is that? I'm not saying it's right. I'm telling you it's the way things are. And, you know, it kills me. Some of these things are like 10, 20 years old, and they, and they come up and they're like, oh, well, yeah, he goes. So what? You know, I run into that a lot myself where, where I get a lot of blowback. Where? Climate change. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I've pretty much stopped doing, as you know, we're Facebook friends. I've pretty much stopped doing political stuff. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's yeah. It's, I don't want to waste any energy replying to these idiots. I mean, next next election, <laughs> I may dig in, you know, that sort of thing. But mm. it's just no sense getting into it now. But and I've done it with climate change too, because people a aren't willing to listen, and when they don't agree with you, you're you're the worst person on the planet and the people idiots. unfriend you and they won't talk to you. And it's, it's and the same thing with vaccines and things like that. It's like, idiots, the yeah. world's full of idiots. Yeah. It's my view or no view. Yeah. And, and the, the amazing thing about this, but which, by the way, your boss might have concerns about your opinion and how it reflects on their company. Excuse me. <laughs> how do you figure that? Well, listen, if you're a, uh, if you're a pro Trumper and all the, uh, Things that are associated with that. Well, say you're working for the Democratic Party. How's that? Say you're working for the Democratic Party. Yeah. Well, see, it doesn't work that way. You know it doesn't work that way. No, no Republican. Oh, if you're working for the Democratic working Party for... and you say something good about Trump. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to lose your job. Why? It's your own personal thing that was on your own personal page. If you did it on uh... a public page, like if you did it on... Uh, oh, your page is a public page. This is the first bullshit. lesson I. Oh no, no, no! Bullshit! No, this it's is, my page. This is the first lesson I had to teach my daughter with Facebook. First of all, I tracked her down in Andover. And I said I tracked you down through your I Facebook posts. <laughs> yeah, I know where you are because of your Facebook posts. Keep that in mind. I see you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, that's that's it. Public social media is public. What you said, that's a public thing. I have my my page. I can post whatever I want on my page. If somebody comes on and tries to post something else that's uh, doesn't like it or doesn't it, I just delete them. It's simple as that. Yeah, if they fine. do it again, I block them. So bang, see you later. That's fine. This is my you... page. Don't come into my house and and throw your crap on my floor. But if you what if you say something and mm -hmm. it, it's shared by somebody else and all their friends see it and oh, it's been done before. Oh, I know, and yeah. then you know you get in trouble. Oh well. And when you get into trouble, you should not. If you're, if it affects your livelihood, now it, it's it would be different if I'm trying to even think how well, it would be different. Well, let's do the uh, let's do the. Safe I suppose example. if you were a priest and you you put a a, a, a 
abortion uh, th- ad on your Facebook page. There you go. That's pretty much a pro-abortion post. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much. No, let's go to the easy one that no one can dispute, and and we can all have some fun with it. If you just start posting pro-Nazi stuff, leave the freaking Nazis alone. <laughs> I know, but it's they're easy. A good, they're a good, good villain. You can get away. I know, and, but you can get away with <laughs> every it. movie has a Nazi I watch because it's there's such a great yep. villain. <laughs> you can get away with using Nazis because it doesn't necessarily point to one political view you or another. Now no, you can't. Yeah, but if you started going pro-Nazi and wearing SWAT stickers, well, that's a different thing. Your boss might say that's not now really if you're the going Nazi and wearing SWAT. <laughs> what? Mip, mip. <laughs> What if you what if you like tattooed a swastika to your forehead? Your boss probably that's would be seen. within his What if you rights. had it on your arm under your shirt? Oh, that's not a problem. That's not a problem, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's on Facebook, your picture on Facebook shows up and you've had a Nazi symbol on your thing, you're screwed. You go to a Halloween party, you put on a freaking well, listen, Nazi. Wait I don't, a you I go don't to, want a Nazi go to, working for me. Wait a minute. You go to a Halloween party and put a uh uh, uh uh, Nazi uniform on. Did you go to a Halloween party, right? So, well, listen, somebody takes your picture, okay? You're on Facebook, and all of a sudden you get fired because that's a different you're deal. Nazi. Well, it's taken out of context. People take things out of context. Yeah, you don't know like, the whole thing. Remember all the grief that Kurt Schilling got because he was a World War II collector that's and stupid. he had some Nazi that's stuff? That's stupid. I collect Nazi stuff. I collect yeah. American stuff. So they, big deal. I yeah, collect so war stuff. Started calling him pro-Nazi because he collected some Nazis. Well, like, we no, kids, a World we War kids we played army. We played army. Somebody yeah. had to be Nazi so they get killed. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Who's the Nazi? <laughs> but, you know, that's it's it just irritates the crap out of me that uh you know you can't have any expression of freedom i i no, no, no. oh get, get this check this i had a um when i worked on the, the space program uh for rc8 and i used to it was a late show. we got home late at night and uh there was this kid that i used to give a ride to once in a while so i i had a, a sweet car back then a beautiful baby blue uh, convertible ragtop, uh, oh, it's gorgeous. Penstriping 401, um, what posi track. Oh, what was it? It's a Buick, we'll say, but it's a oh, big ass car, nice. beautiful yeah. car, though. Yep. Uh, power. Every did and, you say uh, baby blue? Baby blue. Oh, oh, it's gorgeous. I'll bet. Uh, and, what was the interior color? Uh, I think it was a darker blue. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, blue. And, I think I had black in it too. I can't, beautiful. God, I can't yeah. remember, but anyway, it was gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I had it all decked out at the time, you know, in the summertime, I used to have this thick, thick white plush carpeting I used to put down on the, on the, on the floors. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Big chick car. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so in my car, I, I had a thing, I had it pen striped. I had it, uh, uh, I had the, the foot on the, uh, the high, you know, the feet, you know, like a regular feet, they had a chrome foot you yep. could put on the. The gas pedal, and right. you put one on the high beam thing. High beams is actually a pedal you could step a, on. Actually, I used to like this step, step on stuff better than the button, less, yeah, better than the things we have now. Yep. Uh, but anyways, um, so it was really cool. I had it all checked out with different things. So I gave this this kid back, I, a friend of mine, uh, who's Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I had on there was a big uh, Nazi cross in my car. Okay. And so he's correct. He said, "Hey, what's that?" And I says. It's a uh, surface cross, which was adapted at the time by the. It's the Iron Cross it was used in World War One. Right. In fact, I think it's believed it's still used in the yes. the, the uh, 
German, that's German what Air I was going to ask you. Not yeah. a SWAT sticker, an iron cross. An iron cross. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and I said, no, it's a surface cross. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he took it. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But people say, oh, look at that. He's freaking Nazi because they don't know, first of all, it's an iron cross. And second of all, that I hate Nazi. <laughs> I think you inadvertently stumbled, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, inadvertently stumbled on the big mistake everyone makes with free speech in this country. Yeah. Free speech is only protected from the government. And you can say whatever the you government? want. Yeah. You can only, well, theoretically, it's only protected from government reprisal. To you get a list. But you like have the right like to free speech, free speech, but that doesn't make you immune to reprisal. It doesn't make, make you immune to reaction. So if you say something and your boss fires you, boss has got every, well, I don't know if he has a right to do that. I, we could fight. Depend, I, and that depends on what I don't agree saying. with you. I agree that if you say certain things, now they... They fired a bunch of policemen or, or did it because they said uh, some racist, they used the racist remarks in, in their chat room, their own personal chat room. Uh, and they got fired or, or suspended for the stupid thing. And once again, it doesn't that's really matter. Right. That's not public, though. That wasn't public. Yeah. But somebody took it and put it public. I mean, put it to the their yeah, that's upper right. boss. I mean, that's what I mean. It's it's like basically 1984 Hitler society. Right. Yeah. That's what the Hitler youth. You yeah. are, you don't like Nazis. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah we're, people we're agreed ratting on, on people and everything else. Yeah. We're agreed on that. But if you stand in the public square and say something. That's different. I agree. hundred percent. Social media is the public square. It's you're throwing so it out there. If you if you if you believe in. Well, for instance, Vietnam War, if you were work for a defense contractor, but you didn't believe in, in the war. Right. Yeah. I mean, because everybody a job's a job. Um, and you were at a peace rally, and you yeah. got fired. It's like, why? Well, That's no, still that, your personal opinion. That would be dumb. It would be dumb for sure. But, but and and you're you're you remember most of that is most most of it. His, most his, of it is youth. But because, if you know. you're working for a defense contractor, yes, you're working for Raytheon, working on the Patriot missile, and you're at a peace rally, you're not cutting into Raytheon's business. You get a if you're a pro Nazi and someone's seeing you in the bakery in town every day, and is on your Facebook page, you're putting you're cutting into that business a little bit. The owner has a right to take action against that. Fair and, enough. Yeah, I mean, so owner has a right to protect his own interests. So Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A, right? Good example. Very Christian thing. Yep, they have certain standards. There's certain bakeries, by the way that will not do certain cakes because of their own religious yep. beliefs. Yep. That was wrong. What's the thoughts? That was wrong to um, oh, prosecute the bakery. And by the way, you know how I know it's wrong? Mm -hmm. Because during the Trump administration, if you were pro-Trump, there were restaurants you couldn't go into. And no one no one said a damn thing about that. I don't know. Oh, we're not serving these people. Like, no one said a thing about that, right? It's like, but listen... That's wrong, but by the same token, if you're um, if you're gay and you, this bakery doesn't want to make a cake for you, I don't know if I'm taking it to the Supreme Court. I'm going down the street to someone else because down the street there's a guy who'll make the cake for you. Why would you go to some place where you're not wanted? Exactly. I don't get that. Yeah. You know. Okay. And so by I, the way, the I've whole lost the internet. By the way, the whole keeping. Uh, thank God I haven't. Uh, the whole keeping. You know, Trump people supporters out of the out of a restaurant was much more widespread than people not making making cakes for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm not a big fan of them 
denying business to these people because the sexual orientation, but by the same token, just go down the street. It's like somebody complaining about this radio show. It's yeah, like, well, why are you listening? If you don't like it, then don't listen to it. Nobody's asking you to listen to it. It's happened. I mean, it does. It happens all the time. Yeah. I lost internet. So all my stuff I was going to do is gone. Uh, okay. Are you still plugged in? Did you? Yeah, I'm plugged in. Oh, okay. looks like it's coming. No, it's not coming back, but it looks like it, I have my pages anyway. Yep. All right. So let's, we've really gone on that for quite a while. So I should, I should we should move on. Yep. But I think we've set it up to send, but I, I just can't. It's too bad uh, Dr. Kim was here. She could have uh, commented on that baby. Yeah, but your person probably pulled it or whatever. because It's probably because it was only shared with a small group, and you should feel honored you're in that small group. No. Because you can distribute. If you put something on my feed, on the feed, and then, well, whatever. Yeah. Why can't I share? It's cartoon. It's not like a picture of your kids. It's not like a, a dog. It's not like anything personal to you. It's something that's probably public domain. Which I mean, even that you stole, and why it's like, oh, if, well, this is only for my friends because I found it, and I don't want anybody else no, to no, see it. No, no, that's not like, what it is. Yes, it is. It's if you share it, it's going to have their name on it. If you want to just save the cartoon and share it yourself, you can do that. It's, why? I mean, I'm giving them credit for the stupid thing. I don't know. And then they bitch. If you do that, then they bitch and complain. Well, I had it on my page, and you didn't. Don't give you me have? I, I'm going to ask this knowing. I want whiskey. Do you have whiskey? I wish. <laughs> Got some, I got some really old Irish cream in here. Mm. Uh, but um, I'm going to ask this question knowing what I think your answer is, and it's going to blow up my argument. But mm. do you not edit yourself in terms of telling a joke or making a statement that you would do among trusted friends that you might not do in the public square? No. I know. I know. <laughs> you don't do that. I do. Okay. Right? Understandably. Yeah. However, that being said, I am, uh, you know, Catholic, so I very much believe in uh, turning the other cheek and all that other stuff and not burning my bridges. So someone who has even crossed me, I will be civil to them. Uh, yeah, that no, is no. a little bit of, of this is more tongue biting or, yeah. or whatever. It's, it's similar to that saying something you can't, but I'm being but listen, kind to that person, even though I may, oh, may not no. even it, like them, to be honest with you. It's more but like that's just civil. It's more like you um, act differently. You're a hockey player. You act I differently am. in the locker room than you oh, do in God, public. Oh, God, do you ever. Yeah. And yeah. on the ice, too. Right. That's what you got. But the big thing, it's on the ice. You know that is, as a hockey player. You can go up and swear at a guy and whack, whack the shit out of him. Yeah. And you see him after the game, and you have a beer with him. But you'll, have, you'll tell a joke, laugh at a joke, accept a joke, whatever it is in the locker room that you might not participate in in public. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's... There is there is a, a difference now. If if somebody who would find uh, a, a joke particularly uh, offensive, then I wouldn't tell it to them because I know they wouldn't appreciate it. If you want to say something, you want it to be appreciated. Now everybody knows that I kid women endlessly on this show, right? And and on all my, all my posts, it's nothing. I love women. Trust me. Okay, <laughs> we know we know what you mean, but it it is just when you do something like that. It's the old Archie Bunker concept where we used to watch Archie Bunker, which, which was absolutely full of uh, prejudices, right? Yep. But we laughed at it because we know that if if you take it all that seriously, then you have a problem, right? 
you know so yeah we are we, all right we got it we killed this enough so let's okay. let's move on right. we spent over 20 minutes on this stupid thing you get our point we probably lost most of the <laughs> listeners anyway did i bring up the japanese killing stone no okay all right this is a thing that happened i, I know i talked on one of the shows i didn't know if it was this one um an evil spirit is on the loose after breaking free from her rock prison. Rock prison. Mm -hmm. Here we go. A Sejho Shiki. Okay. Our killing stone was found cracked in hunt, hunt half this month by Nikko National Park, about 100 miles north of Tokyo. Nobody knows exactly what happened to the stone that caused the cracking. But, uh, what, excuse me, what the months uh, of cold could have contributed, yada, yada. Uh, each winter, water could have seeped in, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. All right, so we, we know why, maybe. But the story is... So the skeptics, you know, the skeptics gave us their version. No, it's not the skeptics. It's yeah. it, it cracked. Yeah. And that's the thing. It, the important thing is it's not that how it got cracked. Or it's a murderous it, Japanese spirit busted the way out of it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. The problem is it's cracked. That's that's yeah. the problem. How it got cracked doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, there are multiple versions of the legend of Tamo no Mei, a nine-tailed fox spirit. Nine tails. Yeah. That laid in the rock for nearly nine hundred years. That's it, no way to live. I mean, keeping track of one tail's got to be hard enough. So it doesn't get closed in the doors or sat on. It's like the hydra on. nine heads or whatever, yeah. eight heads or whatever. Uh, the tale centers around retired Emperor Tobo, who resigned from Japan in 1107. I remember that. 1123. <laughs> Tamo no Mei was known for her shape-shifting abilities. Ooh. She also uh, uh, transformed herself into a beautiful woman. Ooh. Okay. And caught the eye of the Emperor Kapoor. Oh, no. The Emperor. Excuse me. This is the guy who said it, Kapoor. Mm -hmm. uh, as he grew closer to the emperor, he fell gravely ill. Yeah. The court astrologer used divination to determine that Tamo no Mei uh, was the culprit. Once uh, her plan was foiled, she fled into the wilderness. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. uh, changing shapes to try to stay hidden. However, samurai... What summer like? Remember Bellucci? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it was it was so stupid, but it was funny. Uh but the samurai eventually caught up her, caught up with her. When one of the warriors shot her with an arrow, her physical form was killed. So the spirit was transformed into a stone. The legend goes that if you touch the stone, you die. Hence oh. the word killing stone. Oh, hmm. you know, I could send some people over there. Uh, that would be no... pretty dangerous, a stone lying around that if you touch it, you die. I know. There is no proof the stone's supernatural abilities, but its unique location has given substance to the rumor. Uh, says uh, Yokoshiko Okomama. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mama. Yep. Uh, professor of Japanese studies in the University of Hawaii at Hilo. The stone is nearly uh, the stone is near multiple volcanoes, so occasionally gases were released that may have killed some of the animals uh, or humans in the years. Okay, right. so I get that. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So there are dead bodies around the stone that they attribute to touching the death stone, or or it could have been fumes it, from the volcano, or it could be real, or it could be real. 
The rock uh, had become a top tourist site and skyrocketed in po popularity. Really? Yep. Let's go see the rock. It's like their Blarney Stone, right? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. <laughs> the world's most disappointing field trip. Yeah. The uh, Well, except for the Westwood night when I took Steve to see it. It was covered under a box. <laughs> a wooden box. Crate, basically. Why? Oh, they want to preserve it from the road. So, because okay. it's right on the side of it. Uh, this fox spirit has numerous uh, appearances in uh, modern Japanese, Japanese media. Hmm. Uh, more recently, adaptations in Magna and Anamine, oh, Manga, and then those are like, yeah, portrays a woman in misogynistic. Just as a side, I just started to Google this. Oh, please. And I started with Japanese death and the auto-completions here, Japanese death poems, Japanese death flower, Japanese death march, Japanese death symbol, death god, death rituals, death yeah, metal, yeah. death penalty. Yeah. Let's see if the rock comes up now. Oh, rock of Japanese death rock broken. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Many, uh, many took the event. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, after the stone crack, people were quick to chime in on the timing of the breakage. Many took the event as a bad omen, considering the pandemic and the war between Ukraine and Russia. Uh, <laughs> others believe it was a good omen, saying it released the top Russian President Vladimir Putin in the war on QK. What? That's a good omen. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but we all know that all this bad luck is 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 a result of that photograph that I got in the mail. So we all know Are we that. still working on that? It's still there. I mean, uh, if you know, I, I, I quick story, I don't want to go through the whole thing again, but basically uh, I received a one of my books, Ghost, Ghost Today, uh, in the mail, no markings on the package at all. Uh, I opened it up. It was my book. And um, inside the book was a photograph of two girls, like a park or something. And ever since that happened, a variety Things of have gone catastrophes around. throughout the world, even to Steve, have happened. So even to Steve, even to Steve. All right. So his, this, his washing machine broke. There was a whole bunch of other things that happened if to him. Touching this rock kills you. Yeah. Wouldn't you think there'd be like a sign or something? I mean, it's a pretty mm -hmm. innocuous rock. If Do you don't not know touch it's going to kill you, yeah, there should be a little plaque there. People know. They know. <laughs> Do you need a sign for the blinding stone? You know, you got to kiss it, right? I'm not going to kiss it. But... Well, that's you. Yeah. You probably will when you go next no, week. No, <laughs> I'm not going to kiss it. It will picture you hanging over the side, kissing the Blondie Stone. I'm not going to kiss the Blondie Stone, no. We'll see. No, God, no. No, what if that little girl of says, Daddy, kiss the Blondie Stone, no, please. No, oh, no. Daddy, First Daddy, all, Daddy. She has too much sense for that. <laughs> no. You'll be putty. I haven't been to Plymouth Rock either. Putty your hands. You've never seen Plymouth Rock? I've never seen Plymouth Rock, no. Oh, you got to go just to say how bad it was. I mean, I've seen it in videos, but I've, oh. never, I've never been there. It's a rock, really. It's a rock. It's It has got the date on it, which is yeah, something. And the whole story is crap. Well, it's another story for another time. Yeah. I'm not getting into that now. By you revisionists. <laughs> <laughs> is this the, uh, the Death Stone Nasumor? Tamono no Mei standing in the mythical killing stone. Mm, see? Standing by the stone. So, yeah, that's the uh, woman, I guess. The spirit. Did your daughter draw that? No, <laughs> she did not. Have a Jersey sub.
it's a scary spot. Animals have died from hazardous fumes in hot springs near sure the stone. Yeah. Animals have died in my septic tank, too. Does it make it evil? No sign about the evil. Uh, oh, there's the nine-tailed fox right there. It looks like one tail to me. Oh, no, they're just splitting again. Split into nine. Oh, that's kind of sucky. I thought it was like nine tails. I don't know what that woman's doing to that nine-tailed fox. Looks hmm. like she's crapping on somebody. I <laughs> didn't want to go there, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. But no, if you're going to die from this rock, there should be a uh, should be a sign next to it. Do not touch rock? Do not touch rock, exactly. Maybe that's the way of population control. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. About what? <laughs> you told me something one time. What did I tell you? Oh, you're going to blame this on me now. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, it's not working on me. You told me if you took stuff and you like put it in there, you would get some. So if you put killing stone in, what do you get? Oh, the auto the autocomplete. Yeah. Oh, it's an autocomplete. Yeah, Google has an autocomplete. Okay, so if you do the do a search, so what do you want me to put in? Put in. Uh, I don't know. Now I'm confused. Oh, there goes the freaking thing again. I just lost everything. Like if I put in my favorite, and just look at the autocomplete, my, my favorite part, my favorite things, my favorite mutiny, my favorite mistake, my favorite Martian. Hey, my favorite muffin. Put in, put in Ron Kolick is. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with that baby. I don't know how to spell no. my. You know, spell my name. No, no, it would autocomplete island, but yeah. Ron Kolick is an island. Well, is is short for island, so they went to autocomplete. Autocomplete on Ron Kolick was Ron Attest other names, Ron Scholl's net worth, Ron Attest salary history. <laughs> yeah, Ron Dolan's net worth, Ron put, Dermer net worth. Put my put my net worth in there. But at the top is Ron Kolick author. Oh, author. Yeah, I should share this while I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, so you can put your name in there and Google it. Yeah. Oh, we know that. Yeah. 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 But the autocomplete is fun. Autocompletes are fun. So I don't know. How do you do it? You just start typing something, and it will suggest. Suggest completions. We'll have to do that sometime. So, anyway. Uh, just for the hell of it, though. I'm just going to Google your name. Don't do that. It's like, you'll, you'll get tons of sh stuff. Yeah, Ron Kolick. Books by Ron Kolick. Yeah, complete yeah, book yeah, reviews. Yeah, author, yeah, radio host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official publisher page, Simon yeah, & yeah, Schuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Ron Kolick books on Kindle. New England Ghost Project, of course. More Ghost Chronicles by Ma Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick on Target.com. Yeah. By the way, mm. I said I should share this. But... Yeah. Looks like you're sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Whatever. You can do a, it. goes way down. You can find all kinds of crap on it if you really that bored. <laughs> I don't know if it's bored, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it's the usual stuff. Don't worry about it. Investigating Lighthouses with Paranormal Researcher Ron yeah, Kolick, yeah, yeah, Circles yeah. of Wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Thrift Books, list of uh, by author Ron Kolick. Oh, God bless us. Ron Kolick, salesperson Finley Cadillac. I didn't know that. Did you know Ron? Do you know Ron? He's from, there's a guy, there's Ron Kolick Photography, too, by the way. Is there? Yeah, it's out in Western Mass. There is another Lou Blassie, by the way, and he lives in Connecticut. Yeah. 
uh, Ron Kolick on Twitter, Ron Kolick books and biography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Courtesy longtime auto sales executive Ron Kolick. There you go. Yep. That must irritate them when they see my name, huh? I mean, you see all the crap about me. Uh, if you ever run the other Ron Kolick. Ron Kolick obituary. I know. I love that one. Here, put that up. <laughs> okay, Ron Kolick obituary, San Diego what? Dignity Memorial. Ron J. Kolick. My name is Jay, too. I know. Ronald Joseph Kolick was born to Joseph Marie Kolick in Illinois on July 13, 1931. Ronald passed away on April 6, 2012 in San Diego. Yep. Was he killed by his followers? Did you send flowers? <laughs> killed by his followers. That's how St. Ron, there is a St. Ronald, and he was killed by his own men. I'm just saying. No, we're not going to read the messages. No, okay. Anyway. Yep. All right. So let's move on. <laughs> uh all right we're back i do not have internet that's serious i don't even have battery and i'm plugged in what the hell is going on here <laughs> this is pretty simple stuff Craig, what the heck <laughs> i think it's that funky plug the plug is not funky it's not charging i'm telling you that plug is funky life is wicked scooty i shouldn't do this under here huh no, it's the, it's this room, by the way. I had all kinds of problems this morning. I joked this morning on the show before you. I got nothing. I said if Windows has a Mars retrograde equivalent, two or three of my computers are caught in it this morning. I am. It's not charging. It's plugged in. I'm yeah. plugged in the internet. It's not running the internet. All right. Well, you know you have internet so. because you're looking at a screen with the same internet. No, it's gone. Whatever. I'm done. So I guess my show, everything I plan on, we should take a break anyways. Can I take a break? Yeah, let's take a break till I swear to myself. Let's ride. Let's, let's ride. ride. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here on the net. New England Talks. I am Ron Kolick. He is Lou Balassi, and we brought you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Mirror Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Rock Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts. And our really good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, member of the Deadly Society. We'll be right back. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack of energy form hovering before you is in fact you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit transformyourlifenow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is maureen at transformyourlife.org. Everyone is cashing in on social media, and all marketing roads lead through social media. If you want to make a splash here in the Merrimack Valley, you need to tap in. This is where the new CEM podcast studios come in. Of course, you can spend your time, energy, and money learning how to wrangle technology to make a podcast instead of running your business. Or you can invest in telling everyone in the Merrimack Valley, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, the Seacoast, or everywhere in the world about your great business, product, service, or yourself. 
The CEM Podcast Studio is a local audio and video studio dedicated to the craft of podcasts. Their studios feature state-of-the-art recording and mixing equipment designed specifically to produce the best audio and video podcasts. Best of all, all you need to worry about is your show, your business, and your brand. We do the rest. Call 978-686-9966. That's 978-686-9966 to schedule a no-obligation tour of the CEM facilities and meet with a podcast specialist. Or go to cempodcast.com to find out more about podcasting services. cempodcast.com, your window to the world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with your host, New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick of New England Ghost Project yeah. and the Dead Air Society. Maybe. Am I here? Yeah, here. Can you hear me? Yeah. So Lou fixed my computer well, well, the, uh, he uh, put the plug in it. Put the plug in. Because <laughs> it was half in. Unplugged my internet and replugged it. Yeah. So I'm back and cooking. <laughs> it's just what did that? Because that was plugged in before and it was good before and then it dropped off oh the haver gazette did an article on local colleges that offer ghost hunting 101 you still looking me up i just happened i was going to cl- close it out but yeah there's so much good stuff you could just show up all over the place here um i know there's a lot of crap on ron kolik there's what? another ron kolik here in rolling meadows illinois rolling meadows illinois oh he died did he yeah that's ron joseph i don't know <laughs> no he's born on september 30th 1969 he's younger than me yeah yeah, probably named after me, you know. I'm just thinking <laughs> entirely possible. <laughs> All right, so excuse me, your MySpace page is here. Get out my MySpace page. Yes, it's got to be dead, right? No, no, what you want to see it? Yes, put it on, please. I haven't okay. seen MySpace in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seriously, I have a MySpace page. Uh, my, my... <laughs> the last thing i expected here I, I, you and me both uh, it may not be you because you have it's a drum oh no it's a different ron kolik huh. no drake at mass that's you put it up put it up just don't just stand there there you go oh you know what it is? it's just a, a placeholder placeholder yeah yeah uh top eight and there's ands and roxy's and see it's yeah. my my page chris fleming jason haas Oh my god. I don't know who Jason Oz is. Ghostbusters, the ball headed guy. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. We should have them on the show. Anyway. So they just give you a MySpace page by default, or did you No, that was my page. I had a MySpace page. <laughs> I love MySpace. I'm sorry. When you when I, when you went on my page, it played uh, um the theme to the X Files. Oh, did it? Yeah, that's how you know, because okay. you could put music and everything else on it. MySpace yeah. was great. I love MySpace. I'm gonna have to check that out, see if I can get in. Is on MySpace that. still active? I don't. I, I think it is to to like uh, artists, like uh, you know, musicians, musicians and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But huh. anyway. All right. So uh, I did want to bring this up because I was going through um, different things, and I came across poltergeist. What is a poltergeist and all that crap? Yeah. So then I came up again with the the curse of the poltergeist. We talked about this before, right? I'm not sure. The movie. Oh, yes. The movie had some issues. Yeah. It had some big issues. In the know, original you, movie. You, you, all, all of the movies. All of the movies? All of the Poltergeist yeah. movies. It's a, it's a big thing on it. So, actually, uh, we were, I was hoping to have uh, 
our good friend, uh, Dr. Kim on here so I could ask her about curses. Uh, but I mean, there's, there's a whole pile of people that are, have died. And I mean, and I wanted, yeah, see, I wish she was here because I really wanted to talk to her about this. I think curses are largely a psychological phenomenon. Well, that's what I was trying to find out from her because you you look at some of these curses and, and uh, you know, like this one and, and the uh, Hope Diamond, um, the uh, these are the famous ones and uh, two two ton common. I mean, you look common, at yeah. you look at those, and it's, it's intriguing. Okay, you, you you could say okay if you took every single one, if you took each of those by themselves, you would say, eh, that's nothing, right? Yeah, it's like it happens all the time, right? However, you put them all together, it looks like a pattern. Yeah. So what is that? Is it us just doing that and making it a patent or is it something else? It's, I think it's largely confirmation bias. You you want to believe curses exist, that curses exist in, in inanimate objects. So you'll, first of all, you're being fed, you're just being fed confirming information, right? Fed confirming information. In other words, the Hope Diamond, and I don't know the specifics of the curse of the Hope Diamond. I know people ran into some misfortune who owned it. Mm -hmm. But I'm guessing not everybody did, and it didn't happen immediately. Has, well, everybody, that's, that's, has everybody who's owned the Hope Diamond met a unexplainable fate? I'm not going to go into each, yeah. each of the curses by individual. Right. I mean, we can do a whole show on that if you want to do it sometimes. That's fine. But um, the uh, if you want to do one of the poltergeist, I can do no, that because no. I have it up in front of me. Okay. Uh, but the, the well, hell, the curse of the Bambino, the Red Sox. How much of that was self-fulfilling? Well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. That's I, I absolutely don't believe that. You believe that self, the curse of the Bambino, which no. explain to us, explain to us what it is. Well, a local writer deemed that the Red Sox wouldn't win a championship because they sold Babe Ruth. Right. Yes. And they, the franchise was cursed from that. And on. what year was that? That was, uh, God, I don't know, 19, 20, 1917, 1918. Okay. Yeah. And we won our first one in uh, 2004. Okay. So you're trying to tell me for 86 years. 86 years, they all thought about the curse of the Bambino. And say, oh, we're not going to win. We have the curse of the Bambino. No, but there's... and then why was it one in 2006? Well, exactly. But th there's a mindset that forms, you, you know, and let me turn that around on you. You know that there's a culture on on teams. hockey. You're going to say that, but in hockey, whatever, any in, team. Yeah, whatever. There's a culture and a belief in the team. And when the belief, team thinks it can win and come back from anything, it often does win and come back from anything. Exactly. And when, and when it thinks it's snake bitten, it's often snake bitten. It's only when you think you're snake bitten is if when you lose, you you blame it on something else. That's just a blame game. Yeah. I don't think it affects you mentally. Otherwise, I don't think they're out there saying, oh, we can't win the curses thing. Oh, this is something's going to happen because the curse is there. I don't think that happens. I really don't. I mean, there may be exceptions to the rule where well, you have some you people who do. Go ahead. Where the Red Sox was Boston and baseball a tougher place to play before 2004 than after 2004. A tougher place? Yeah. What do you mean by tougher place? I mean, we have a lot of, we've talked about Boston being a tough place to play for a long time. 
Oh, they say that in every place, though. Philadelphia is a tough place to well, play. Philadelphia yeah. is a tough place to you play. Know, so every, is New York. But Buffalo is a tough place to play. So, I mean, it. it well, Buffalo is a tough place to live, but that's a whole other story. Plus, tough place to visit, <laughs> yeah. especially if you're a patriot. <laughs> but the expectations and the general mood and negativity of the town prior to 2004. Yeah, avid fans. That's all it is. It's just, you know, you're going to get things. It's not like uh, you're in some market that, that, doesn't really give a crap about their baseball team. And, and there are some out there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. But we still give a crap about the baseball team, but we're much more forgiving now than we were. It's, are we really? Don't you think? No. How long did we uh, uh, forgive uh, Bill Buckner? Well, that was before 2004. Oh, so you're before saying we after went... 2004, well, well, we saw the light. No, it's not seeing the light. That's a Bill Buckner is a great example. How come we won't forgive Kurt Schilling? What are we going to forgive Kurt Schilling for? What? What? Because he had those Nazi things. We can't forgive him for that. Kurt Schilling won us a World Series. I'm, I'm all That's, for forgiving. Fans are still against them. The, the, but, writer, the writers against them. They won't even put them in the Hall of Fame. Now, let's go back to Buckner. Okay. I, I, I'm yeah. sure, like you, that ripped you open, right? Yeah. Of course it did. How do you feel about the Buckner thing now? How do you feel about Brady? I don't care. Oh, about Brady? Yeah. I just... Not a big fan right at the moment. Exactly. So we 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 love our team. Okay, if you're a member of a team, we, we you know we wish you well as long as you don't come back and bug us, as long as you don't hurt us. And and Brady hurt us. Uh, Buckner, we never forgave him for it. Oh, see, I don't think anyone has anything about Bill Buckner. I don't think anyone thinks he got about booed Bill Buckner a bunch anymore. of times out there. I know, but we've won championships. So what do you care now? Who cares? Nobody cares. Well, nobody cares now. Right, exactly. It's okay. Point. The whole atmosphere, the whole mindset, the whole mentality. So of, let me ask you this. If, if you, if uh, we win, if we win the Super Bowl this year, we're going to not like, dislike Brady's attitude as much? Yeah, I'm not going to care as much. Hmm. I mean, uh, there's a lot of vitriol right now, but you, uh, we win a championship. I'm concentrating on the championship. Brady can do, do what he wants. Right. Yeah. But we like to blame things. That's all. That's oh, yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, after the fact, we like to blame things. You know, we didn't win the championship because of the Bambino curse. We didn't win because Brady screwed us. We didn't, you know, I don't know, whatever. How many people think they're cursed themselves? I'm cursed in relationships. I'm cursed. Oh, agreed. Them. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, bad luck. Oh, I got yeah. bad luck. Yep. You don't have bad luck. You know, we I say it sometimes, and I say it brutally. Well, something ha bad happened. It's going to happen at threes. You know, oh, something good happens. It's going to happen oh, at threes. Another superstition. Yeah, yeah and isn't that a superstition to threes? And and it's like, yeah, but you say that, you you, you kind of laugh at it. You know what I mean? But you, it, you're aware of it. There's a difference. You know? But that's, that is, if you sit and analyze that, that's not because things happen in threes. It's because things are reported in threes. No, no, no. You, your own personal thing. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about it. Sometimes I'll I'll get money in for something, you know, that I didn't expect. And, and then I'll get another check. And then I'll say, oh, see, it happened three. Now, one of those might be my normal check that I get at that time. But I said, oh, see, I got money in three yeah. times in a row. See, that happened at three. Or, you know, or some something happens that some stupid things happen. Uh, you know, you dropped a cup of tea on the floor in, in the morning and, and you have a couple other little silly things and you say, oh, see, you have bad luck happened at three. You, you had some stupid mistakes okay. and, and they you blame it on, oh, it happened at three, bad luck. We know how mindset 
affects things. Like, for example, if you think you're going to go in and blow a job interview, you normally blow the job oh, interview. God, yeah. Right? I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if the curse can Absolutely put... hate job interviews. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, although I'm at the point in my life where it's... You don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's that I know it's not the difference between me eating and not eating. You know, unlike in the past, the worst job interview I had uh, when I was a kid, I just got out of college, got my degree in environmental science, went to a place uh, I can try to think of the name. I'd love to give them the name if I could remember it. But uh, I went in a job interview and I went into this big office and they put me in a chair in the middle. And it was like six people that around me throwing questions at me. Really? It was like it's being interrogated. Job interview by committee. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. And uh, it was like, you know, you'd be here and all of a sudden over here. And yep. it's like really weird stuff. It was like in the, in the questions and they would rapid fire on you and they wouldn't give you time to think hardly at all. And so it was it was a brutal thing. Well, they wanted to test you out. I never wanted to work at that again. And, and after that, by the way, uh, I said, screw this. I'm not going to work for anyone again. So I, I started my own company. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was brutal. That was that was mean. And, and you know, they have. That's the intriguing thing. All these job interviews and everything else. They do have um, uh, psychological uh, profiles on some of these uh, int uh, methods. Yep. Okay. So sure. th this is what they're using. And and you've talked about it many times. How, how can you read a person? Right? How do you read a person? Uh, what mannerisms or te telltales or whatever they call well, them. I'm, I'm really good at reading people. I think you yeah. can be very good at reading people. I don't think everyone is, but I think it's possible. And I think, I think. You must be good at it too. I don't know. I think that it's not as accurate as people think it is. Oh, maybe not, but. You know. For instance, if you cross your arms, that's a defensive person. person. Sometimes you just cross your arms. Oh, no, so it's I don't. Just like, it's like yeah. that. I don't I mean, get that specific. But... You know what I'm talking about? There are yeah. telltales that will tell you what's what's what. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I believe that sometimes it's, it's just yeah. that uh, to me, I can. The person's face is, is yeah. pretty much tells. I don't get that mechanical and that specific, but yeah. I can read a person. You but sit that's, down and talk that's to what they actually read. I mean, they, they go by that in a lot of different things, yeah. you know. they That's we, for people who can't do it. Yeah. I mean, even in HR, you know, like uh, they make you sit down because they don't want you looking down on them. Yeah. You know, you right. have to sit down if you're going to get a thing. And, and usually you're in front of a desk, a, a symbol of power. Right. Uh, so and usually your seat's lower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you go to meetings where people enter the meeting last. The, whole, yeah. the power position yeah. is the power position at the table. People play those games. Oh uh, yeah, but, yeah. So I mean, they have those psychological methods, and uh, you know, uh, you can tell a lot of things. Is that our psychologist? That psychologist. Tell her to jump in because we're actually talking psychology right now. Jump in. Hey. Jump in <laughs> quickly. Wow, he's going right at it. Because we, we're talking about psychology right now. So, oh, this, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Joining us now is fabulous Dr. Kim Lennon. Good job. Yeah. Well, see, we had this three screen for you and everything. Wow. We, we put it aside for you, just just for you. So, Lou and I were, were talking a little bit about uh, curses. curses and stuff. Yes. And how much do you think? 
uh, oh, Dr. Kim, by the way, has her own show. The uh, I'm not going to say in your face. Your daily game. <laughs> your daily face. game. I was getting there. Okay. Uh, helping you. Yeah. And so, anyways, uh, she is a practicing psychologist. Uh, so we're talking about curses. Are they self fulfilling? They could be. That's spoken like a true psychologist. <laughs> I'll give no answer. <laughs> well, no, they, they, they could be, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies and they can be, um, you know, practice ritualistic habits that could make them come to more fruition. Uh, you know, it just depends, I guess, on the curse and if it's on oneself or on others or, or on things. Do we look at it more as... Um, we're aware of a curse it, and we kind of, uh, if something happens, we use it to justify what has happened. In other words, it's, it's a, it's a way of shifting responsibility from ourselves sure. to, to, uh, some object we have no control of. Yes. Plus it puts us in a mode of confirmation bias <laughs> I love that, answer. that we, once we think we're cursed, we start looking for validation that we are cursed. So we only pick on the things that that support that theory. Well, it's like when someone says that they never they never win. Like so, you know, you yeah. enter you enter a raffle, I you enter lose. a lottery, you enter, you know, you always yeah. lose, you always lose, and then I'm cursed. I never have any good luck. I never have any good luck until you have the good luck. Mm -hmm. Then it's oh, I, it's, the curse has been broken, so I can't jinx myself. So those are all psychological, superstitious ways of having like a defense mechanism that comes up in the mind to protect yourself from feeling like you've either being taken advantage of or that you have bad luck or that something is there that takes precedence if you believe in such things. Yeah. You don't have to qualify things. We're just talking generally here. Uh, uh, okay. Lou was saying that for instance, the curse of the Bambito, if yes. you believe in those kind of things, that's what you add. You're adding your little caveat to say, okay, I don't necessarily believe in things, but I'm not going to take a stand on it. So don't look like I'm stupid and, and say anything. But uh, you just simply <laughs> say, if you believe in anything. Five minutes. Yeah. But Lou was saying, for instance, the curse of the Bambito, like uh, we had it for so many years until the thing. And he says, well, after that, everybody's mindset changed that it wasn't, we weren't as challenged because we had won. Yeah. My theory was it might have been in the clubhouse. The whole curse thing, because it was in the it was in the community, it was in the atmosphere, and we've things have totally changed here since two thousand. Well, the psychology behind it gets into that whole psyche thing about you know uh, we're you and I were talking about this about you know Tom Brady a while ago and and uh, the whole the thing, name not to be mentioned on this the show. whole the whole thing about you know if if he goes to a different team, does it make it so that he brings his good luck to the other team and then jinxes or curses another team from winning? And so it's a psychological phenomenon that happens with people because they get into this whole confirmation bias or self-verification theory that without it, without this one thing, or like a no Mark Garcia pair, if you don't do this little uh, yeah. ritual, you can't win. You can't bat right. You won't hit. Well, we know that's true because so, every hockey player does it. <laughs> yeah. Superstition. Yeah. Absolutely... Well, most athletes have those. <laughs> yeah. So most athletes have that kind of, you know, mindset mindset. And it's a habit that's created that also, if you don't do it, then a athlete will say it's a curse that they didn't win because they're cursed because they didn't do it. But, but hockey, hockey players are famous for this and hockey players have 
rituals. They dress a certain way. They sit in the same spot. Sit in the same spot. Mm -hmm. They leave the clubhouse. In the, I got to be the last water. guy out. I got to shake be hands a different order on the ice. I got to be the first yeah. guy. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And it just well, it, that's about ritual that and getting into that. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Gymnasts do it too. Sports, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But that's but, about ritual and getting into the mindset. Yeah, and and the thing about it is that, like, when you're on the ice, are you really thinking, okay, I didn't wear my lucky socks, so I'm not going to do good? That, I, to me, if you're playing hockey, that never enters your mind. Oh, only only after only after the game has occurred, and if you've lost, you say, oh, see, that's I didn't wear, wear my good socks. But if you win, what do you what do you say? Oh, come on, you've never run into a teammate who's had those issues? No. Oh my god, yeah. that's unusual. We need a psychologist for that person. That's that's well, unusual. Yes, but, yeah. That's why I was just telling you that I wear the exact same socks on my Boston Marathon run every single year. Not the, a new pair. I wear the very same socks I wore on the very first so run. Never washed. Never washed. I wear the exact same socks. I just actually have. Some, I actually have. Some guys the won't do that. They won't wash it. But that becomes. But that becomes part of the ritual it's and like, part of it's the. It's like occurrence. a game beard. Yes. You know, you, you play off beard. Everybody has those. Play what? Play off beard. Oh, play off beard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't. You could. I could. I'd have to. They work have, really they have hard stuff out. right now for that. Oh, boy. But, no, but I, well, curses, I think curses are, there's a variety, there's different levels and variations of curses and what people believe in and how they come about them. And, and some people heavily believe in them. And, you know, superstition. And little kids it starts in little kingdom. All little kids have superstitions and curse-like behavior in their mind that they have to go through fantasy play with. And it's whether or not they really come out of it. That's where it really starts. It starts at like four, five, six, seven, and then you know, step on a crack, break your mother's back, those yeah. kinds of things. Those are all those little curse things that either you adopt in, they get integrated, they become bigger, or they just kind of fall off and become ha-ha. But the original intent of curses back in the day was just to disturb your mind, just to freak you out. I mean, I, I think they would just... I mean, did you ever see the Seinfeld episode with Kramer when the guy wished on a... dedicated his birthday wish that Kramer would drop dead? Kramer freaked out for a whole episode trying oh, yeah. to get his wish back. I started watching that, by the way. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I have, yeah. a, I have a client that curses everyone and she talks to me every two weeks about how she's got to stop doing this because two of the people she curses keep having bad things happen mm. well and, she can relieve the curse Wait, and, does she actually do a ritual or she just she 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 ritualistically does these curses on these two people and these two people oh, continue to have these <laughs> these not so good things happen to them mm. one almost died so she um, had the thought, I got to stop this. And so what we, what we've talked, we, we talk yeah. extensively about the psychology of putting that energy vibe into the world, whether or not you want to call it a curse or whatever yeah. it is, but there could be also, she comes in close proximity. Is she doing something that's also creating or co-creating an environment for something bad to happen subconsciously yeah. or things like that? You just don't know. And Kim was the one who brought this into the discussion. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So is there, does that, phenomenon exists do you put it into the world do you can you affect another person does she tell these people she's cursing them sometimes okay yeah oh lovely well no it's fine no, i'm just wondering can you can you quote unquote put that into the air with some effect well so so if you are a believer in the energy of the world which i believe in i personally believe in 
when you put energy out into the world and you verbalize it, it's certainly going to be there. If you're not verbalizing it, I think, and you're putting it out there, it's still going to be there. Now, what does it, I don't put negative energy out there. At least I don't think I do. I don't try only to be. Only in this show, dear. Only in this show. Only, only to run. No, but that's, that, that has effect on you. I'm talking about that. Can you have an effect on another person? Yes. Yes, I, I, I think you can. Yes. I, well, because it goes to the toxic, <laughs> it goes to the conversations I've been having the past five or six weeks on my show is, when you have toxicity, when you're when you're fighting the own personal demon in yourself, it leaks out in the world and can affect other people because it impacts them. If it if you're, you're in contact with it, but if you're sitting in your room with a voodoo doll sticking a pin in it, can, can is that putting energy out that can have an effect on the person who's represented by the doll? Well, I think there's people that believe that that can happen. Yeah. What do you think, Ron? Probably, but any is does it does. It does happen when you think about it. When you think about it, if you're growing up and you have a, uh, a verbally abusive parent that say right. you're worthless, you can't do nothing or anything else, that becomes a mindset for you. So you feel that way. You can't, but that's that's a totally that you're being beaten and you're being brainwashed basically right, right. Into, into that. And also, if you're abused sometimes, you become an abuser and, and the thing, you become a bully sometimes. Right. right. So that that is transferable. Oh, we got to end the show, don't yeah. we? Oh, well, it's transferable if you have interaction. I, absolutely. There's just no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if you're like sitting in a room by yourself running a curse. Can you? Want to try that? Can I'll I have curse? one of my listeners curse you, Lou, if you'd like. Can I curse Tom Brady? We, we, can, we, I can we, we can test that out on you, Lou, and that way you can report. Can we do a ceremony. Can I burn a candle, get a stone, and, and ruin Tom Brady's uh, hey. season? Here we could. Hey. What? There's none of that. We can steal his socks. We oh, God. For another You're team, he's done. Tom Brady, yeah. <laughs> I wish all his hair would fall out. He has no hair. Oh, I'm hoping some defensive lineman hits him so hard, all his hair falls out on his teeth. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, his teeth, all his brutal. teeth. Imagine that. Be no teeth, that would be awesome. <laughs> no, okay, we got to end the show. I wish I'm you so glad I came in. I wish you had come earlier. Because well, I we, was trying. We, 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 we talked about all kinds of cool stuff, didn't we, Lou? We did the all psychological the Japanese killing stone. We yes. About that. But anyways, uh, talk about Ron's MySpace. Yes. MySpace page. We Googled. You have a MySpace? We Googled Ron. That's from like 1912. Yeah, we, I know. We I Googled, Googled Ron to find who has, out. Who has MySpace I Googled him and it came across his MySpace. I know. I wow. think we, yeah, I had wow. one. Anyways, we, we end the show with the thing called the last word. Oh, that's right. So we're going to say thank you to you. Uh, what's your name? Kim Lennon. Ken Lennon. And uh, stay tuned. Well, no, actually, it's not live, is it? Yes. Oh, stay I'm going, tuned. I'm going live. Because she's going live, and I'm sure she's going to talk about something. You. <laughs> I kept saying that. All right. So uh, today's last words come to us by uh, Hunter S. Thompson, author. Yep. Right. And his final uh, suicide note, he said, relax. This won't hurt a bit. And that's the last word.
from ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.